Silent movies or ham or midnight movies or whatever you want to call it. I call it ham. I still call it ham. Anyway, we're in the month of July, and guess what? As you can tell from that trailer, we are doing James Bond, which makes my co-host on the other side of the equator very happy. Mr. 006 himself. Mr. Mike, my best friend in the whole world. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? It is I am going to get R.I.P. ripped tonight with a little uh, martini shaken, not stirred. No, it's shaken, not stirred. Yeah, so actually when we plan this shit out, I didn't mean to say shit. Yeah, you did. It's okay. Well, actually, I did. (laughs) When I plan this stuff out, this is one of the months that actually stuck to me because I know how much Mike is a big James Bond guru, big fan. And it was kind of tough to figure out the reviews and movie stuff, but we nailed it down, and we're doing Dr. No today. This is probably the oldest movie we're ever doing on the Midnight Movies or Heroes of Silent Movies, whatever you want to call it. 19, what, 62, I believe? Uh, for the release of the movie, uh, yeah, it was 19 – oh, goodness. Sorry about that. I'm off of it. Yeah, 1962, October. Um, wow. The – was based off of a novel from 1958, which oddly enough, not the first James Bond novel. Mm-hmm. But this was based off of the sixth James Bond novel by uh, Ian Fleming. Damn. Yeah, I always, I always thought it was the um, – I was, I was, I thought they went, you know, in order, but no, this was the, uh, this one would have, would have been the, the sixth novel for the James Bond series. Oh. Actually, not the, I thought it was, is that the first? What was the first one? Casino Royale was the first one? Uh, as far as books go, I don't remember the order. I'm just trying to figure it out. I believe it was Casino Royale now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because I, I know for a while they kept mentioning when Daniel Craig's movie came out. Oh, Casino Royale, this is the first Bond movie. We're like, what do you mean first Bond movie? They're like, oh, like the first book. I got it because it's the Fleming novels. All right, that's cool. Well, so we're here. But yeah, guys, so we're doing Dr. No tonight, part of James Bond month. So get your uh, martinis shaken on. Sir, I don't have a martini in front of me. I actually have a Stella. I'm not sure what Mike has in front of him, but it doesn't really matter because we're going to watch this movie and we're going to talk over it and uh, you're going to understand what we're saying, hopefully. So um, if you guys have it, cue it up. I'm at one second. It's going to be different. And I'm going to do a little countdown in three, two, one. Let's play. 
You talk about like the um, sign of the times. <laughs> All you need to do is look at the opening of this. But they have kept this. The one thing I'll say about the James Bond film is they have kept this opening. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's the one thing they, they definitely have. Every single movie will have this opening where basically you look at the eye shot, he shoots in the middle, and there you go. You're off to the races. This is so 60s, it's ridiculous. Dr. New. Yeah, it's funny that that opening was actually created last minute uh, by uh, Maurice Binder. He was uh, one of the designers, um, but uh, but but by uh, pointing a, basically what he did is he uh, by pointing a pinhole camera through a real gun barrel. That's mm. how they got that that sequence to uh, to be get, get done. Now, which movie did we start hearing like the um, like usually every James Bond film is going to have like a, a song to open the films. This one just opens up with a basic score. When do we start that? Like, because I know, like, for a while, like, every artist, like, Tina Turner did it, Chris Cornell did it, um, uh, Adele did it, where you had, like, this song that would open up a Bond movie. Goodness, I'm trying to think when that did start. I love this. Jack Lord is in this movie. Fucking Hawaii Five O. My dad loves Jack Lord. Yeah, he play he plays um, God, what was his name from America? Um, his name's right on the top of my tongue too. Felix Felix Leitner. He plays Felix Leitner in this one. Actually, I think he plays Felix in this one and one and one other one as well. Yes, kids, I can comfortably say I was not born when this movie came out, and so can Mike. And uh, the three blind mice. What does this have to? Do? Well, 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 we see the three blind mice later, but it's a you know a reference basically oh, to the three blind mice. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is uh, South Africa, I believe. No, this is uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I saw South Africa. A lot of films being done in South Africa nowadays. Actually, Goldfinger uh, looks like it was the first one um, uh, uh, by uh, Shirley Bassey. Because you had you had um, the James Bond theme and Kingston Calypso was done by Monty Norma, who was the normal, the, the regular one. Uh, then you had another one that was uh, John Barry, and like there was another vocal one on uh, from Russia with Love. But yeah, the, like where you got a big celebrity, you had Shirley Bassey on uh, Goldfinger. Then probably one of my favorite Bond themes was from J- uh, from a uh, Mister uh, Tom Jones Thunderball. Tom Jones, that yeah. was great. Then you have you know Nancy Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, Shirley Bassey actually did two of them. She also did Diamonds Are Forever and Moonraker. That would be a nice playlist to have. All the intro being on to Bond. 
Yeah, I mean, you got a, quite a quite a few of the songs, and you also uh, the, the latest one. Um, you're gonna have uh, you actually have uh, Billie Eilish doing the you know the the cool song, uh, but then the orchestration orchestration is gonna be done by your guy, your favorite Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Can't wait. I want. Can't wait to hear his score. Yeah, John Barry seems like he was the man for James Bond for the scores because he scored. Goodness, all the oh, ones of the sixties, almost all the ones of the sixties into early seventies, and then he came back during the eighties. So yeah, it was a big thing back then. It was like the uh, dispatch operators. Oh, here we go. Bad editing, folks. Just yeah, just gotta love, be patient with it. <laughs> when she gets shot, yeah, she just, like there's like a little hiccup. Just, yeah, just just accept it. Why would you kill a dispatch operator? Because she's part of the secret service. Oh. Actually, one of my... I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it was... Is it Diamonds or Forever or Live or Let Die? One of my one of my bass instructor, instructors, because I went to music school out in L.A. Uh, at the Musicians, Musicians Institute. And one of my bass instructors, he was a stand-up bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was actually in... James Bond is one of the villains. I'm try- I can't remember the name of the movie, but you remember the two that would the two uh, the two henchmen that would hold hands. Uh, um, and I can't. I wish I could remember which one. Uh, what is it? Shit. Sorry, oh, I can't think. I'm trying to look at my phone. But yeah, he was he was in there, and uh, he, that's why when I <laughs> I walked in, and we're talking, and of course this is probably like. 15, 20 years after he did the role, he was a younger man then. I was kept looking. I was like, you look real familiar. And he's, he, that's when he's like, no, you ever watch James Bond? I'm like, oh, my dad did. <laughs> oh, never mind. There you are. I see it now. This guy looks like Egon. <laughs> a little bit. And, and I love it. If you love, you look at it, you know, the styles of how much the styles have kind of come back around. Yeah. The glasses, especially. Les Ambassadors of London. I still kind of comb my hair like that. So you know who was a... who was who they really wanted to get to play uh, James Bond for this one, for this role? Ooh, back then, 60s. Uh, it was famous back then, actor-wise. Hmm. Not an American, right? Yes, an American, actually. Oh, well, well, you you have a Scot Scotchman Scotman playing a, an Englishman, so okay. so we can't go there. You okay? Remember, it was Cary Grant was originally uh, asked to to do it, but a lot there's a lot of folks that felt he was too old at the time, but also his um his salary was was like go you know, ridiculous was yeah at the time yeah it was kind of high because I think it, I think it, I think they were saying it that. His salary, like commander, like was was equal to Doctor No's entire budget at the time. There he is, my father's favorite Bond, and I can't argue. 
That's some people's favorite Bond still. I it's again I, you kind of go back to what you what you knew first, and that's you know that's why I think that's a lot of folks' favorite Bond is because that's well, a lot that generation that was their first one. You know, for me, I think my first Bond was was more. So was mine. Then I went back and I watched all yeah, these. Yeah, yeah. What Sean Connery was, but like, my first Bond was Roger Moore as well. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, <laughs> when somebody's like Sean Connery played James Bond, I'm like Ramirez. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean at my age, that's, that's what I that's what I knew him from because that's that was my my experience. You know, we we didn't have it to where you know TBS was running you know James Bond marathons you know four times a year. That's actually where I saw a lot of the uh, old Bond movies was on, was on those TNT reruns. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where I picked up a lot I of them. Most of them. Yeah, I actually I actually finally finally own all of them actually. On um, do you own a hard disk or do you own a down, no? Down? Just on digital right now. But that's I mean that works for me right now. I don't have room for hard disks. Trust me, I, I I would have a I would have that that library I have on my uh on my hard drive would be would be uh would be hard disk right now. If I had the room, yeah. If I had that shelf, that song never gets old. God, look at him. It's funny. He was a good-looking dude when he's younger, and as he got older, he was still a good-looking dude. <laughs> well, that's the one thing women always say. Yeah, you know, that's that's the curse. You know, the curse is that you know, men always will always are looking better than what they did. You know, when they were younger. That's the the the. The thing with Hollywood that they always make comments about, you know, that that uh, women actors, you know, usually will have to leave their career sooner because they don't age as gracefully. Now, Miss Manypenny, she, this actress, has been, goodness, she has been around. I think she went all the way up to the eighties, I believe, as Miss Manypenny, if I remember correctly. I think this is the same, same actress. Yeah, Louis, uh, Louis, goodness, Louis Maxwell. Uh, she was all the way up to yeah, uh, all the way up to View to a Kill, nineteen eighty five. Spoilers, we're doing that. <laughs> yes, we are. Now this is M, correct? Yes, this is M. Yep. Which I got I got to tell you, I, I I like him in here. He doesn't add much. Uh, later M's really add a little flavor. Uh, but I I think uh, that Judy Dench. I was just thinking. Uh, about I think she does an amazing job. Judy, because, Judy Dench did something with M that he because basically he's kind of like, hey, you know, here's your mission: go do a bond and get out. Julie Dench has added something to M. Maybe more personality, I guess. More personality and more, like, I'm not going to put up with your shit, all right? I, I know who you are. I know what you do. And I, I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to put up with it. I, I, mean, I know the others did, but uh, no, we're, we're, we have to be professional about what we do. Well, the, the opening scene where, um, where Bond breaks into her apartment and is like looking through her files and shit like that. He's like, I know you were here. Like, you're too ready to be devoted. And um, she looks at him and is like, you know, she's like, well, you know, I have to do this and that. And she's like, at the end, like towards the speech, she's like, how did you get in here? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, he was, yeah, he ran through pretty much all of Connery's Bond movies 
And I th- yeah, and then uh, I think his last one was 1979 Moonraker. Yep. Which we are not doing. No, I wouldn't. No, <laughs> no, I don't think it was Moonraker. I was in Diamonds Are Forever. That was his last one. No, no, uh, no, no, not Connery. No, uh, 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 the gentleman playing M. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Bernard Lee. That was his last stint. So yeah, he was with them for a while, and then we had. I remember the gentleman that took over M. He did all right for the '80s, but like I said, just Dame Judi Dench, just just spot on. And the introduction of the PP Walter that way he is uh, known for. P. Walter came in. That's the first gun you get when you're playing Goldeneye. It's one of the first games I bought for my Nintendo 64 was a Goldeneye. You know, it was basically another third, uh, basically a third person shooter game where you're walking around at the Walter PK, and then eventually during the game, you find the gold, the, uh, the golden gun, which that gun is ridiculous. Kills anything. One shot. Yeah. And, uh, Peter Burton is the gentleman that plays Q with his one and only time playing Q. I think after that, we, um, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, Anne Riley is, I think that's in the novel. Sorry. But yeah, I think the, the rest of them were all played by the same gentleman for, for quite some time. I think all the way up to the Brosnan's. When are we introduced to Q? We just saw him. Like Is literally, that yeah, that, the guy that came in and, and swapped out the, the the guns. That's Q. That's the only time we see him. He's the only time he plays Q. And uh, you know, after that, we are we're uh, we're introduced to uh, Desmond. Uh, Des- oh, I can't pronounce that last name. L- L- Leland or whatever. Uh, yeah, he was Q. He was Q from 1963 all the way up to 1999. One of my favorite Qs. What was it the Pierce Brosnan series? I think John Cleese was Q for a movie or two. Uh, he was a Q on uh, in nineteen ninety nine, and uh, well, actually, no, in nineteen ninety nine, he was R. Then he got promoted to Q, Q yeah, in two thousand two. Yeah, he played. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, "World Is Not Enough" and "Die Another Day." And then we have uh, Ben Wishaw, who was playing it. Since uh, 2012 to current, he's a pretty good cue. But yeah, no, Cleese was Cleese was perfect for it because he just kind of because it was they, they almost kind of tongue in cheeked cue a little bit when Cleese was there because it was sort of this goofy character and what they do. That's like the, probably one of the biggest spoofed things of James Bond. Oh, big is cue. Is cue. Yeah, he's like the most spoofed. There's a shot you're always going to see the shot from the legs up. Pretty girl. Now, would you consider her a Bond girl or would you just consider Miss Honeywells the Bond girl for this one? I think Honeywells is probably the Bond girl. Well, she is definitely the Bond girl, but would you count her, this this, uh, lady here, as a Bond girl as well? Because I think they only pick one Bond girl and, like, say, that's the Bond girl. That's the love interest of the movie, but... 
Yeah. I would count her as a Bond girl because well, – I don't know because as as the years went along with Bond films, the, the Bond girl thing got kind of like diluted because it was like two women in the films and you didn't know which was the Bond girl. There's two women in the film right now. This started this started it off. He's, he's hitting it off with this one at the beginning and then we get transferred over to Miss Honey Wells. So yeah, it did. I, I would I would think the anta- the antagonist. You think the main the main yeah. one that he ends up with with is, at the is, end is the Bond girl. Yeah. Now thinking about it. And here we are introducing uh, Felix Leitner. It's Jack Lord. Now he was not originally in this book. When uh when uh Ian Fleming wrote it, yeah, uh, Alex, or yeah, or not Alex. What the hell am I saying? Sorry, <laughs> Felix was not in there. The size of that camera, Jesus. Hang on to my hat, douche. Yeah, and Ian was not a fan of uh of Sean. Yeah, the I, I, yeah, he didn't like Sean. I knew that. Was not a Connery, just kind of strange. Because for me, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your list is. For me, it's always, I mean, vi- I mean, if you want to go by like from what I've seen, it's gonna be Connery, Craig. Um, more Dalton. Oh, Dalton. Oh, wait. Yeah. So you're putting Pierce at the end? Yeah, I didn't like Pierce. Okay, good. I, I wasn't the only one. Okay, I thought you were a Pierce fan. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the Pierce movies. I don't know. He was too goofy for me. I, like, I didn't think he took it too seriously. Yeah. Although, although I think that probably the best Bond girl line ever was probably done by by Pierce. Okay? Yes. I guess Christmas does come twice a year. Christmas does come twice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, tongue in cheek and funny and, and goofy, but I think it was still probably one of the best ones. That was fun. Now, one of the, be- the one of the better ones that Pierce did, and, I, and it might have been his last one. I'm not sure. But I'm gonna describe the movie quick. It was the movie begins. Oh man, let me see if I recall correctly. He's chasing some kind of Korean assassin, and then he shoots him in the face with these silver things. And and when you see him later in the film, like he's bald, he has like a silver eye, and he still has these things attached to him. When you finally meet up with Bond, he's in a prison. They had to get him released from like. I think it was like North Korea or something. I think it was a North Korean country. Sure, that wasn't Batman? Oh, no, it wasn't Batman. And when you see him again, like the same criminal that he captured, he thought he killed, which was a North Korean guy. You see him later, he comes back as some regular old British dude on a, like a, on a parachute. He's like, yeah, I'm this rich guy, but no, I'm actually this North Korean guy. Like his, his conscience got switched. It's that weird. I forgot what Bond movie it was. It might have been one of the last ones. I hope it was the last one. This reminds me. These this roads remind me of when I went out to Cosmel. Uh, we had we had we had to get a taxi to go to one of the beaches, and oh my god, this was psychotic. Like he was when he was talking about, aren't you going a little too fast? And like, <laughs> I remember when I was uh, the girl 
girlfriend I was with, I was like, you, you see how fast this motherfucker's going? I can't believe this thing hasn't blown apart yet. It was such a big piece of shit. No. Yeah, you got caught. You got caught. You done fucked up and got caught. You fucked up, man. Don't fuck a bond. He knows. Get out. I know people's lists would differ, of course, but people always put Dalton last. Really? Yeah. You want, like, you, want, you want to put Lazen be last? I don't really count Lazen B, but oh, wow. he, he's last by default. He's kind of, kind of last by, by default. By default, so, so he's always last no matter what. He's, al- he's always going to be last. Okay. Like, if anybody put him, like, beyond last, I'd be shocked. Like, oh, Lazen B's my favorite. Like, What? That's like saying, like, uh, George Clooney's your favorite Batman. I'm like, get the hell out of here. Don't talk to me. Leave the room and never come back. Well, good thing I'm not in the room, so. Cyanide pills, baby. That's a common trope still going today. Yeah, so the way the book publishing goes, first was Casino Royale, next was Living or Live and Let Die, then Moon, yeah, die. then Moonraker, then Diamonds Are Forever, then From Russia with Love, then Doctor No. Hey, I wonder how if anybody's ever watched him in that order. My book order? Yeah. Um, I mean that would be. To me, that would be kind of interesting to actually wa- watch the movies in the order of the book. Now, I mean, now that we actually do have a Casino Royale, other than, you know, in, in Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, but to actually watch Casino Royale, then jump to Living Daylight or Live and Let Die, then to Moonraker, <laughs> then to Diamonds Are Forever, and then uh, Rush With Love, then to Doctor Who. The, the entire um, film-wise, like Mythos, how many films are there? Like 18, 20? 20 something yeah i'd have to look at my uh hold on let me look at yeah, my that would be a fun thing to do when we did our avengers protocol to do like a bond film like that just go by book order but like you know we can't do like all the bond films but like just sit down and like you know let's do this one and that one and that one like we could just do like there like, are 24 that... bond movies um so we could actually do, we could do like a whole year worth yeah like so, we basically yeah. not like the Avengers. Now like that, that 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 is twenty four of the approved by Ian Fleming's um, people. There is a one extra Bond movie that is out there that does not connect with Bond at all, and it is not in Your Majesty's Secret Service. Do you know what it is? No, no. It's a Sean what? Connery movie. It's a Sean Connery. Him as Bond. What was the the one he came back for the last time? I think so, but it wasn't it wasn't approved. Hmm. Why was that approved? 
Is it a Fleming thing or like a studio thing? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was uh, it was him playing Bond, but it was it was based off of Thunderball. But the movie was called Never Say Never Again. That is not one of the official ones. That's the one where he came back when he was retired, right? Yeah, because Moore Maybe. had Moore had another movie that came out at the same time. Uh, let me see, eighty three. Eighty three was Octopussy. So yeah, so you had you had a Bond, you had a Moore Bond and a Connery Bond come out same year. And um, yeah, like I said, I, oh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to. Iconic re- movement happening right now, by the way. That's the first time he's drinking the much. Oh yeah. So. Well, remember somebody he he overheard somebody say say that in the in the bar, and that's why he's did, like, oh, did let he me just try. whisper shaking out stirred, or did he just say shaking? I don't, I don't remember. Man, I'm just trying to pick up on his voice right there. Yeah, so it looks like Never Say Never Again was released by Warner Brothers in October. Um, but the uh, Eon produced uh, Octopussy. Great, great movie earlier who, in the scene. Who owns the rights to Bond right now? Is it Paramount still? Uh, no, uh, MGM. Because MG- MGM, Star- uh, MGM owns Bond, Stargate, and I think one other big property. Here's, here's just an interesting thing I would ask. The Bond films are, I guess, are synonymous with film because everybody, oh, who's the next Bond? It's almost like who's the next Batman. It's kind of crazy. I actually, I made that analogy to somebody like that's crazy. I'm like, if you think about it, it's getting up there as been who's the next Batman compared to the next Bond. Anyway, I digress. With Paramount or MGM, I think they're launching. They own these rights. Do you dare start like a digital series of Bond, like based well, on the maybe like do like admit like each book is like guess six? Who, seven. Guess who owns MGM right now? Just it just happened just a month ago. Amazon. Oh, okay. So Amazon and you have you seen any of Amazon's uh the uh, what is it the uh the Jack Reacher series with John Krasinski? Haven't seen it. Real good, real good. And that's again, that's just a spy thriller that they're doing. I mean, that's really all it is. Um, is it Reacher? No, is, is, yeah, is it Reacher? No, shit. No, it's, it's no, you're thinking of Tom Clancy. Uh, thank you, Clancy, of, uh, Clancy novel. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I was sorry, got him flipped around, but yeah, they are so, doing Jack Reacher though. Yeah, uh, but that's, I mean, if you watch that again, it's kind of the same espionage kind of style. Uh, they could, they could go and do that. I mean, that's what was the big excitement in the, in the Stargate communities that I'm part of. They were talking about, you know, wow, God, you know, MGM, you know, or, uh, they're, they're part of. They're part of Prime right now, and Prime's all about a lot of great sci-fi. You have that new, the new movie that just came out, uh, "World Tomorrow" or something like that, with a uh, not Pine. Is that, is that that's Pratt? Right? Pratt, yeah, with Pratt, you have they. They're the ones that are doing the expanse. The expanse started on sci-fi, but um, but but the uh, Amazon Prime picked it up and continued it. I mean, and you want to hands down to me the best sci-fi on television right now is the expanse. So I, and there's a lot of talk about folks. There's been clamoring for a Stargate revival. Cause not only do you have the television group, the writers, you have the movie writers that they've both have been, been working on separately. So uh, there, you know, there's, there's talk of, you know, something starting there. And there's been like a lot of rumblings, especially in the Stargate community with uh, talking to the actors coming back. You know, there are actually, people are actually t- talking to them. 
so yeah, that's that was one of the big exciting ones. You know, we've seen some uh, some studios be you able know, swap around and buy out and stuff like that. But that was to me was like, okay, wait a second, they've got Bond, they've got Stargate, and like I said, they had one other big um, big property. I would love to see a Stargate revival. They have such an interesting mythos in, in Stargate, which they flushed out through all those seasons in the sci-fi one. I, I thought when they got a little goofy when they went to Atlantis and they branched off to these other series. I mean, you loved them, but when they stuck to the hardcore, like the main mythos with the Egyptian mythology, I thought it was always good. Yeah, when I think what really hurt them was when they when they ended that part of it. Oh, Rocky, that's right. They, they owned the Rocky series. I don't want to see them more. <laughs> I'm all rocky now. And RoboCop, they can fix RoboCop. RoboCop, they can fix. Could you, could you imagine a RoboCop television series? Way better. Flush it out. You could find out how Detroit got so desolate they had to get a police force just like that, and how they created RoboCop. You actually could do a prequel to how um, you could actually do the days of Murphy just being a cop, and maybe like season two or three, he becomes RoboCop. I wouldn't mind that. See what he goes through. Maybe it's like a build to actually become RoboCop. So you actually you feel when actually Murphy dies because you actually you're connected to his family. Like you, you could literally do that. That would not be bad. First two seasons, you understand Murphy, and then all of a sudden, season three, he's dead, and then boom, RoboCop at the end of season three. That wouldn't be bad. Red Stripe. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, look at the, the Red Stripe. <laughs> Beer, my friend. I don't break the rest of Uh-oh. It's Jack Lord who's taking you to Hawaii. Book him down. That's not much of a frisk. Alright, okay, I'll take that back. So that that scene where Bond comes into his apartment, he finds her uh, her sitting there playing uh, playing golf. Actually, in that scene, she was originally supposed to be naked. That was the whole. Woo! That's why they kind of covered her up, but because you know, the censors are like, no, there's supposed to be a lot more nudity in, I think in this one. I think it's way hotter when the chick wears like a dress shirt. Sorry. Not that I would. Oh my. We have here. I can't make fun of this because it's 
it's during the times. So they're, they're doing this weird little dance. And... Got to gotta look at the times and see what, what, what we're dancing to nowadays. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, baby, TikTok. That's why I don't dance. The music moves me. It just moves me ugly. Now, I've been watching a guy uh, on um, on TikTok. He does uh, props and things like that, and he's been talking about you know some of the some of the props he uses and stuff like that in the in the industry, mm-hmm. and uh, especially with sound and everything. But you know, right now, like, there's no music playing when they're having their conversation. I think it's so funny that there's just these people standing behind them just doing this with no music. <laughs> and the music is the music's overlaid later. Is added later, yeah. Mm-hmm. During, during a post production. Well, he was talking about how he's like, yeah, you know, for walking, you know, sound guys don't like the sound of feet, and you know, people, you know, you know he was you know saying that you know, they put these like little foam things on the actor's shoes, so when they're walking across the floor, you don't hear it, so that that way it can be added in later if they need it. Um, same thing like a pool, like when you're seeing people playing pool in, in the. Uh, in uh, in movies and stuff, in television series, those aren't pool balls; those are racket balls painted, and they can still play pool and make it look like it, but they just don't have the you know the, the loud marble balls, you know, cracking. No, I don't know that bitch. She can get the hell out of here. Is everyone wearing an oversized suit. It, it was it was a style in the sixties. Yeah, you got to realize everybody's a little bit a little bit bigger, a little bit baggier. Um, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to remember the name that it was. Oh, she cut oh, him. oh, what the fuck! Damn. For what? You just caught that dude. You should go to jail. He's got to be still bleeding. Well, you got Jack Lord from Hawaii Five over here, so call Dano up and make it a threesome. Come on now. <laughs> well, Hawaii Five O didn't come out to the seventies, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so this was yeah, this is post. This is what he did before he went before he moved out to Hawaii. He loved the he loved the island life so much. He you know he he left the CIA and decided to go out to yeah yeah become a beat cop and a detective. I have never watched the um the new Hawaii Five O. My my father he watches that stuff, and apparently like I don't, like I said I've never seen an episode, but apparently like the um. It's been off for like eight seasons. I think it's still going where it was. The whole premise was like that the guy who was like the main cop was the son of Jack Lord. And he was like the first season he was trying to discover how his dad died. I was like, oh, okay. I never watched it. That's pretty, give, that's pretty. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should have figured out. I never, I never gave that show a chance. 
because I judge it too harshly. Like, eh, I don't want to watch it, boo. It's kind of like if they did Supernatural again, which I, I've heard they're going to do, which I. Well, the one they're doing is not. They're not doing it again. They're doing you know something different. I think they should like I, like I've said before, and I said one of my Facebook posts. I think we've seen the story of John and Mary through flashbacks enough. It doesn't need to be flushed out. But, you know, if that's what they want to do. Well, that's what somebody wants to do because he's a, he can't move on. The other somebody has moved on. Well, the other one has moved on as well. Really. He's just doing like a he's doing a guest spot on a show, but I don't think you know. Not really a guest spot. It's got a main role, and we haven't seen him yet, so we don't know if he's going to come back in the season two. But the thing is, nostalgia. What's crazy about it is like they, they didn't even let that show breathe. Usually, when a show ends, like when the X Files ended, it was gone for what like ten, what fifteen years until they yeah. brought it back. Yeah, a little bit longer. Yeah, but yeah. Like I said, I somebody can't move on. He's got to. He's got to. You know, breathe. Don't, I mean, you I, just I, li- you just lived supernatural for fifteen years. Take yeah. a step back. Enjoy your life. Enjoy. Yeah, your life. You've got royalty checks coming in. The property's hot. I get it. Like, oh, the fans want it. The fans want. It. I'm like, but dude, there's what else do you want to say? There's nothing that can be said. Like fifteen seasons, dude. You have said everything you need to say. And to me, it got extended a little bit too much. By the way, yeah. And I'm a fan. And I think it went like five seasons too far. Like all the stuff you've done, you could have just done that in between those 10 seasons. 10 is fine. But 15 was overkill. Even the last season, I actually, I've been, uh, I did a rewatch of Supernatural. I, I've been telling you that. No, you've told me like and, um, many times. And I, I tell you, I think you're bullshit. I think you've rewatched it more than twice. No, no, I've only watched it. Well, I've watched it more than twice. All right. And I'm not as big of a fan as you are. And I think season 15 was kind of like, Probably the weakest, or one of the weakest. Well, yeah, they were they were at the end. They were they, they were, were trying like, to they were trying to tell all the stories they could that probably didn't make much sense. They were trying to get everybody in that they could, and yeah. You know what's funny? What I enjoyed in season fifteen is one of the things you've told me about many times. How you enjoy like the uh, the off putting like episodes where basically they're not part of like the entire off putting. No, they're just they don't fo- they're not part of the main story arc that's going on. Yeah, they're just your your one offs, your monster of the week kind of shows. Yeah, those in season fifteen were cool, but the whole God thing I did not like. It was to me was silly. Yeah, I can't. I think I last season I watched was like nine or ten. You know, when when they, I was satisfied with Chuck being God and all that crap. I was I was good with that. I liked him as a main villain. No, he didn't work. Like he should have been like the guy behind the scenes. Like, oh, he's God, like cool, but not to fight. Just, I don't know, it was a reach. Season 14 was good. The Apocalypse World, I liked the concept. Bringing the devil back was okay until you made him, like, a comedian. Like, oh, Lucifer's funny now. He's not terrifying. Oh, okay, great. Of course, in, in the Bond films, you have to have that weird room. I have a room like this in my house. Yeah, the uh, the set designer who uh, who did this actually uh, he was loved so much by Stanley Kubrick. Stanley hired him to do the sets for Doctor Strange or Doctor Strangelove. Shocked we haven't done a Kubrick movie yet. 
ันที่ใดนี่นี่คือจริงๆเป็นภาพที่ถ่ายมาจากประเทศนี้ที่ไม่มีใครทำให้ใครไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไปไป
Don't make any sudden movements. Or is that a Black Widow spider? Uh, well, it's a tarantula. I don't know what they said it was. I don't, actually, I don't even think they said it, who it was. Some... Now, if you, if you guys watch it, uh, magic or movie magic, that that spider was on a piece of glass the whole time. Kind of a weird way. They kind of they actually stole that scene or stole that trope, and they used that for the um, what was that Star Wars movie with Padme when she was in her bed and she got almost killed by those worms. Not the Phantom Animal. So was the Attack of the Clones. Yeah, what was it? Hello. Hey, Bonnie's again. You know. I hate it. Been there, done that. And then <laughs> I got it already. I'm good. Uh oh. That bomb is a one and done guy. He's not even a friend with benefits, dude. He's like, see ya. On to the next. <laughs> you know, with all this cancel culture going on nowadays, I wonder, I wonder what kind of direction they're going to go with the new Bond. Well, I mean, you already saw it a lot already with Daniel Craig, you know, when he, you know, you, you're not seeing the sexuality, you're not seeing the sexist side of him anymore. You know, you're not, you're just not seeing it. You're seeing a actually. You're seeing more of an aggressive side for you know from women, and in a lot of in a lot of it. So, yeah, especially like the, the Casino Royale, Ava Green. She was way more aggressive than Daniel Craig. Yeah, so that's that's where you're 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 seeing that more of. I mean, again, it's not it's not a, about anything to do with cancer culture. It's just the, the change of you know everybody around. You, you, we don't aren't going to have you'll know, be able to watch that sexist stuff anymore. Again, that's why I. I always lose my mind when I hear people raving about Star Trek, the original series. I'm like, dude, if you watch that now with today's sensibility and what we know and what we should and shouldn't do, Captain Kirk's a dickhead. All right. He's rude. He's condescending. I mean, he is what you would expect from a military mind and a military, somebody in a military position. But at the same time, you're in a futuristic setting where those sort of things shouldn't be happening anymore. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those, <laughs> it's like when you walk, go back and watch some of the stuff, you're like, there's a lot of cringe worthy moments. 
this I don't think is that that bad. I mean, yeah, that that whole yeah. thing about yeah. hey, hey, come meet, you're gonna come come with me now, you know, go to dinner with me. So honestly, there's some some women still out there that would still find that attractive and go with that. And besides, I don't think it was so much of him being that way, but I think he was he was actually trying to push because he knew she would go because he knows she's a spy of some sort. Hmm. Oh, look at her. Yeah, she's all chilling now. Why don't you come over? Let's hang out. Yeah, because I'm sure women nowadays do exactly that. Damn, it's a long damn drive. Where the hell do you live, woman? Good lord. She lives off the beaten path back, back uh, behind the uh, behind the foundry back on where uh, GTA 5. Uh, they, they hide everything. At. <laughs> this is like a GTA. <laughs> I know that road. That's where I, to go, that's where I went to go land my helicopter at. I'm on drop with recall. I'm sorry. Got my limits. Hey, back then you you had to drive for a booty call, all right? Yeah. Uh oh. Oh joy. That is a, what is that? A hearse? No, it's not a hearse. That's a big, that's a pretty big car. All right. Now, you guys, I said, you gotta suspend your belief a little bit when you're watching this car chase. It's not nowadays. We're doing all these crazy stunts. Camera tricks are involved. And that car goes by the Ooh. Man, one one false road turn, you're done. That's it. Ew. What do you mean? How did it happen? The car just went off the cliff, dummy. What do you? Come on now. Come on now, construction worker, dude. How did it happen? Oh, I don't know. The, the the car went off the cliff. Mm. Oh, hey, there we go. You try to have me killed. Uh oh. 
I thought you'd be dead. It's a nice house, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You try to get me killed. Look at that. Suave. They've been asking, you know, and I'm just go make it out. Talk to your boss. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep, you messed up. He's still alive. Yep, yep. Slick move, kept the towels. Yeah, you know, it's a your neck okay, you're right. There we go. Oh, she just got a shower. First, she wants to get a little action. There we go. Of course, get a little action. Send her to prison. Send her to prison. That's it. Yeah. Give you one for the road before you got to go. Hmm. Never get any more again. By the way, you're going to jail. He's, he's a humanitarian. I mean, he's, he's yeah, being he nice. He is being nice. He's he, like, he knows she fucked up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you one before you gotta you know get in trouble. And by the way, here come the cops. Yeah, you're going to jail. But by the way, great life. See you later. The pimp move. I'm calling the cops. She's going to jail. One more round, dude. That's it. You got her there. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after we finish banging for a couple of hours, yeah, let's go out. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a, di- a dick move, but an impressive move. James, for every guy out there, I'll give you the clap. Oh, he's already got the clap. Don't you worry. Wasn't going there. My father still has a record player like that. Of course, while you're there, let me make a martini. Two drops. Of course, she has a couple olives there. There we go. 
Oh, he's setting the scene. Oh, okay. Ruffle the pillows. James Bond ain't no dummy. Go hang on the room. That's a villa, I believe. I think that was a thing during the times. Like the, uh, they always put the, the boudoir where the women put their makeup on and stuff. They put it slanted. Like nowadays, if you go to anybody's house or girl's house, woman's house, whatever, they don't have the boudoir like slanted. Everything is kind of like towards the wall, make more space. Because if you slant your dresser like that, that's going to be slant. It takes up a lot of space in a room. Trust me, I used to do it in this room. Now everything's kind of like even with the wall. For home decorations, call Kane. Yeah, flip this house by Kane. Oh, come on. The professor did it? That's messed up. You done fucked up? You fucked up, man. What do they call those when the guys have like the uh, the pants like that and they show like the, the socks? Is it called high waters or something? Sure. High water pants. He's trying to get his gun back. He's just chilling. Speaking of that, I think it's dress shoes. I don't have any dress shoes. Got boots. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. He had a bullet. But how did he? Oh, damn. Shot on the back, too. Unnecessary, James. Far cry from the Aston Martin that we'll get in future films, but we got to get there, guys. We got to get there. We got to build. What is the box off on, on this film? I'm kind of curious how much money this film made. Is it out there? Yeah. Budget was $1.1 million. Um, box office was 59.5. Damn. almost like a 90 99.8% profit good lord no wonder they kept making these films 
And Connery did how many films? He did four or five, I believe. I don't know if he did it. I think he was, yeah, five, I think. Five, it was five, yeah. Moore had the most, I believe. I think Moore did six. That's a long boat. There we go. And that's all done in the studio lot. Yeah, drop a sale, suit. Yeah, so actually, yeah, with a, that'd be 500, or goodness, 505 billion in today's numbers. Jesus. Like, that's, you know, if you, if with the inflation and everything. Well, the end game in Titan, like by a landslide. Yeah, so when you look at those cal- you know those calculations about you know m- movies that made the most money, but when you really look at what they were at the time, if they were the only films in the theaters. But no, thing. but I mean, if you actually compare it to what you know, true money, you know, if they if you if they had made that kind of money now, what it would be, you know, it really, this would beat them. Here we go. I think she, iconic I, scenes ever. Yep. I think she recently passed away. What do I mean? Recently, within a year. I mean, if I'm incorrect, let me know. You are. Okay. She's still alive. Still alive. Oh, she's still. Oh, my, I'm. So, yeah. I feel bad. Man. I know one Bond girl passed away recently. Then, I think sorry. That, I think that was uh, the actress played uh, Pussy Galore. If I think if I, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I know she's a uh, eighty-five years old. I'm sorry, sorry. Stay alive. Stay healthy. You know the people who created Lara Croft Tomb Raider. They had to look at this girl. As an early influence, I don't think many chicks was carrying on a dagger coming out of the water like that. Well, you got to think when they created, there was a lot more. <laughs> it wasn't just these now. No, yeah, you, you had the you had the seventies and the eighties that, that that those guys were influenced by too. So her and Bond actually had a, or not her and Bond, but her and uh, Connery actually had a little affair during the uh, filming. I believe it.
Connery was married for a long time, I believe. Had one son. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, Bond married his last, or Bond, goodness, Connery, sorry, I keep saying that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he married his last wife, uh, Mich- Michelle Lynn, on, in 1975, and they've been, yeah. they were together ever since, so. I know he had one son, still, I think it's James Connery. Still Jason. There. Jason, yeah, that was close. Hey, where were you at, bro? Is that a woman? What the hell? Where's all the white women at? <laughs> I was gonna say. They just falling out of trees. Come on, James. Hook it up, brother. What the hell is that gonna do, Sean? I mean, James. See, you're doing it too. I know. <laughs> you're doing it. See, this is... Oh, well, I was supposed to cover up the footprints so you don't see them. Yeah, the footprints, but. Too bad it wasn't the SS Minnow. Can you imagine that? <laughs> hey, little buddy. Who's that over there? Man, screw you. That voice does not match that body. Awful, awful, awful. Look at that poor dub. Oh, boy. Is that a white guy? That has to be a white guy dubbing that voice. Yeah, it sounds like a white dude. That's, what yeah, that's, that's, that's horrible. That's, dude, that's, that's terrible. Oh, boy. Come on here, son. Now you, now you see? Um, pointless. You can't even see them. You're hitting nothing but sand. Try to scare him. So. It's just one of the We'll be there in a second now, there, sir. Come on now. What, are they, what is he, W.C. Fields? Come on now, there. Kind of orange, eh? And we got a crab. That's great. The crab is not going to kill you, dude. Let's pinch the shit out of you. Damn thing hurts. I ain't gonna kill you. Be all right. Of course, there's something wrong about this place. Black guys sound like white guys. What's wrong? There's <laughs> <laughs> bad dubbing. This is a horrible place. Why do they sound like me? Or do they don't sound like me? Awful. Yeah, Mr. Paul, let's go. What? Huh? What? Uh, it's it's the Swedes, man. They confuse you. That, that's how that's how I got hooked into one of them. I, 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 oh, oh. A praying man is making love. What? Yeah. Camp sweet. Get you every time. <laughs> oh, I 
that's right. I forgot about that. I just realized that right now when you're saying How was it his fault? He didn't do shit. Well, is it born out back? You don't need rubbers during this time, so you just gotta do what you gotta do, bro. You took a towel off the boat. That's all you did. That's okay. Oh, it's a shirt. Gotcha. Come on, Laura Croft. Where are you going? Do you have to walk in the water? What are you doing? Get the water on you. Get the bugs off. Have you ever watched Survivor Man? Come on. Survivor Man. It's better than Bear. Actually, yeah, I did watch. I, I didn't watch Survivor Man for a couple seasons. He was the most realistic. I Bear was not realistic. I'm sorry. Survivor Man had that camera. Like he actually held it, put it on the portable shit, and eating trees off the land, eating seaweed. Spiracles could have had a hamburger in between shots. Oh, of course it was a damn pigeons. Goddamn pigeons. Okay, we, we live down south. Well, we should see pigeons, yes, but on a tropical island? That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wrong. I call bullshit in that. And um, homeboy's wearing a red shirt. You know what that means? If you watch Star Trek, he's one of the red shirts. He barely touched him. Good Lord. What a sign of the times. <laughs> what do you do? Pulled out the Vulcan. I guess so. Vulcan, like, goodbye. Get out. Is that a volleyball net? No. Oh, wait. oh, danger. Do not pass it. Oh. We're watching Creep Show.
Hey now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't trust him to be on watch there, James. Just saying. Man, why does the brother get any love? Like, why does James gotta hang out with her? So so, so subservient the the, the other dude is. Yeah, don't worry, James. Do your thing, bro. The brother had a better chance, even though James hits it. But it's James Bond, mofo. Oh, James, you're trying to make small talk. How cute. You know, it's funny. You don't hear the heavy Scottish accent until he gets older. Well, probably here he's probably trying to fight it off, you know? I think, yeah, that's what it is. Like, you hear a little bit of it, but like later on, he's like, he's like, fuck it. Don't care. I'm like, yes, McLeod. Welcome. Take me, James, please. Oh, he cares. Or does he? Hmm. Uh oh. You did it, James. You got her hooked. She played with her hair. That's the first sign. Oh, and here comes the cock blocker. <laughs> it's not. They can't even see you. Let me stay where you are. They can't see shit. What the hell? Is that a Cobra Hiss thing? It's a dragon. Oh my god, it's a dragon. It's a dragon. Charlie, man. What the hell? I totally forgot about this. 
What the hell is this? Ah, there he goes. Well, you wore a red shirt, dude. You were asking to die. I mean, he was technically the first red shirt. Yeah, he, well, actually, yes, he was. You just killed his friend, dude. You burned him alive. Yes, with your spaceman shoot. What the hell? Awful aim. The chick don't get cuffed? What's up with that? Okay. Well, okay. The dragon just killed his friend, by the way. Or the dragon tank. Cobra his tank. I totally forgot about this stupid tank. Good lord. Get inside! What the hell? <laughs> what? Uh, you just got. Oh. You just got to love the white go-go boots. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. So that they're trying to. Mm, looks like a new Flash episode. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> I. What happened to the Flash? My new podcast coming. What happened to the Flash, kids? Why? What was the point of them throwing like stuff on his decontamination? I think it was. Yeah. Okay. I got it. This pervert. He's got a free shower, dude. Oh, my God. Oh! Almost. Almost. Can we explain why you killed James Bond's friend? He was in the way. He was shooting at him. Burn him alive. 
So he's a nobody? Yeah. Again, he's a red shirt. Damn. I realize Bond always has one friend that goes and one girl that goes. We have to get a room like this. We don't explain it. It's basically just like, just built just like that. Nothing in it, just like, okay. Here's Nurse Ratchet. Hi, welcome. I think that was a big thing back then. Like, get out those big doors. Yeah, before I kill you, you know what? I'm going to hang out with you. Let's have a drink. Have a smoke. <laughs> These are the two girls from the Godzilla movies who they summon Mothra. They grew up and they work for this dude now. Mothra. Da, 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 da. Here we are. Hey. He's got a wardrobe and everything. They got two separate rooms? I'm not joining rooms, you know. It's kind of. Come on now. I don't know, James, take advantage of it. Shit. Yes, you got to put some suits in there, too. Oh, I just got coffee. No liquor. Boo. Yeah, sober up, dude. We got to find out where we are. Wait a minute. Hold on. She has a queen size bed and he has a full size. Yeah. Why does she get the bigger bed? Why can't he have like a king size bed? What's going on with that? By the way, actually that, that chair in the background next to the lamp that black leather chair, which you see with like next to the little library. Oh, see, the, oh, the coffee was poisoned. Oh, it's too late, dude. You're both knocked out. You're dead. She's gone. Yeah, keep keep fighting, bro. Keep fighting, keep fighting. But now nah, you're done. Don't drink the coffee, dude. Yeah, damn, fucked up. Creeper, creeper. Keep her alert. You know, he's always a creeper way because he has white shoes.
How did he get to his bed? I'm pretty sure they had somebody bring him in. It's black mask. By the way, um, the job this guy did for black mask for season two of Batwoman. The analysis and the verdict is in, sir. Awful. Oh yeah. Eight sucks. Sorry. Actually, Ewan McGregor is an Oscar winner, literally, for this guy. He was too much like this. I'm the black mask. What are you wearing there, honey? Oh, that was quick. Damn, she got dressed fast. Damn, that was that was very fast. No, dude. You take it off, not up. Oh, were they dating now? That was quick. No, it was a peck on the cheek. It was like he tongued her. <laughs> This is a common trope also going forward in James Bond films is the villain always has a cool hideout. Weird paintings in the walls, abstract art, cell doors, a freaking elevator. Good Lord. Well, they have the money for all this shit. And we're actually, where are we at? We are at 126, and now we're finally meeting the villain. Yeah, we heard him about an hour ago. An hour ago. And now, basically, towards the end of the film, we're finally meeting the villain. Can you imagine, like, nowadays... If stuff like this was to happen, like the villain, you don't meet him until actually 23 minutes left in the movie. How long did it take us to meet Thanos? How many movies? That was a build up. That's, that, that's, <laughs> no, this is a build up too. Um, this, is a, this, is a one, this is a one and done film. No, this is based off of a series of books that they, they knew they were going to be making more of. But he wasn't the main villain, though. Who? This guy, Dr. Dr. No. no. Yeah, he is. Because he's the head of Spectre. And Spectre is a consistent villain. Played by Joseph Weisman, who was once dubbed the spookiest actor in American theater. And yeah, definitely. And of course, the original uh, doctor. Um, shoot, just drew a blank <laughs> from Austin Powers. Oh, um. Oh, shit. I know. I just threw a fucking blank on his name. Thank you, his name. Oh, my God. I'm going to get mad. Dr. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is basically, you know, where Bond or not where Austin Powers got all their stuff from. This whole film. That's what I just said. 
what was the name of uh, Heather Graham's character in the Austin Powers films? Shit, that was his girlfriend in the third one, I think. Gold member? No, uh, gold. Uh, the third one was... Um, no, that was, that was a Beyonce. Yeah, that it was, was Beyonce. Yeah, she was in the second one. I can't remember what her name was. What a cool villain, man. He's got an aquarium in the background. He's got candles lit. He's got these two guys serving food. How long does he have an aquarium? He's got an aquarium with a magnifying glass to make the fish look bigger. <laughs> I didn't. That's he. No, he, he just explained all of that. Yeah. That the fish aren't really that big. What he did is he just put a big magnifying glass so that they, they look bigger. That is cool. That's cool. True villain for you. Like, yeah, man. Uh, I got so much money. The fucking glass here is made out of magnifying glass. So those those are basically goldfish <laughs> in the background. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we should just get a house. Fuck the apartment. We gotta save some money, but we can build an aquarium just like that. Was everything like when you, as far as your acting performance goes back then, was everything just basically the mouth and not the eyes? Like, because the eyes don't move. Like, he's all like. Like this. Well, for him, I think because of the type of character he's playing, yeah. Okay. Now, Ian Fleming actually wanted another actor who actually happens to be his cousin to play Doctor Now. And he actually ended up playing a Bond villain later on. Excuse me. Uh... Jaws? No. No. No, one of the one of the big villains. Doctor No. Now I gotta think. You know what you're right. He's it's all lips. Yeah, because even his body, his body doesn't even move. His body barely moves. You know what? Yeah, you're right, you're right. I take that back. So no, uh Ian Fleming's cousin. The one and only Christopher Lee, who ended up playing the man with the golden gun. Oh, that's who he was. That's, uh, that's yeah, yep. That's that's who his top choice was to play Doctor No. Distant cousin or like a third cousin or something. I weird just shit. it just says happens to be his cousin. I don't know. Christopher Lee, huh? Christopher Lee has to be probably one of the most like they they used to have those commercials, most interesting man alive. You know, it's turned. But that man has got to be the probably the most. Interesting man. The things he's done in his life, his cousin. Have being, you heard, okay, you know what? Before you keep going with Christopher Lee, and I agree with you, by the way, have you heard his metal album? Yes. Yeah. Again, <laughs> another reason of <laughs> of why why he's such an interesting man. Like I said, I mean, he's a cousin of Ian Fleming, the creator of James Bond. He actually spent time in pubs in in, in when he was younger with J.R. Tolkien. So when he ended up playing. You know, Sauron later on, he knew because he that's, spoke. That's 
fucking nuts. I mean, just and you know, just his career as you know, Bond villain, a, a Star Wars villain, a Lord of the Rings villain. Can you, you, know, can you imagine, that guy's metal? Yeah, I mean, just he is metal as fuck, dude. I'm sorry, I, the, you just said it. Bond villain, Lord of the Rings villain, metal album, Star Wars villain, Count Star Dooku, Wars, dude. Star Wars villain, Dooku. <laughs> Which basically, I thought they did Dooku kind of dirty in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I just watched today. Uh, oh, there's a there was a uh, a four hour Revenge of the Sith supercut that was online. I found I, I, I so somebody I follow on um, on Twitch. They did a four hour supercut, and basically, what it was was the last three episodes of. The Clone Wars from season seven intermixed because the, the, the last three episodes of Clone Wars happens at the same time Revenge of the Sith happens. Mm-hmm. They intermixed it. They edited it all together and had the cartoon. Then they jumped to the – like you see the moment where, where they're talking to Ahsoka and the, and the sirens go off and they're like, hey, we need to go because the Chancellor has just been kidnapped and it jumps right into the live action and then – after that happens, it goes back to the cartoon. I mean, it's just seamless. They do they do, they do the swipe edits, just like Lucas did. So you, so you don't think it's off. Uh, the only thing that would have made it perfect is if, if they would have added the deleted scenes. It's the only thing that would have you know like the, the scene where we see Shakti get killed by oh. Grievous. You know, if they would have added, added those, that's why I was really interested to watch. I was like, are we going to see those scenes? But uh, but no, just amazing. It was, it was four hours. I mean, but so worth it to watch. It inter- intermingle and the one probably one of the coolest scenes was when uh, you see the the Jedi Council. They're sitting there talking to a bunch of people in a um, in one of the not not the main council room, but in like a hologram meeting room. And you see them talking about what they just had to you know Anakin and everything. And then you see uh, Ahsoka show up because she has to talk to him, and they literally just swapped it into made it animated. Aww. Oh, it was beautiful. I was like, oh, this is awesome. But yeah, four hours. It started. It started at four o'clock and went to uh, seven p.m. I gotta watch this shit. I'll, I'll send. I'll send you the the, uh, the group. I'm sure it's on Twitter or on Twitch still. Say on the Star Wars tip real quick. I've told you I haven't. I want to see one episode of Bad Batch, right? Yeah. All right. My brother texted me today, and you know Chris, right? He's like, "Is Bad Batch book good?" I'm like, "Well, I've only seen one episode. Like, it's pretty good." He texted me like today because I guess he caught up. He said, "Dude." Bad Batch is really good. I'm like, really? My freaking brother from California is watching all of Bad Batch before me? It's freaking sad. Yeah, that is sad. That is, I'm sorry. That's, I call faux pas on me. Yeah, yeah. That is awful. As a co-host of a podcast where actually I do all this shit, and he's he, he's ahead of me? That's sad. Like the Game of Thrones thing we've talked about. That's fine. That's, that's a podcast on itself coming soon. But... Does every Bond film have like an inocular sort of like tube like this in every film where he's like sneaking down and not every, but there are, there are some, like, some yeah. hints, like yeah. it's kind of like another trope. You got to put the baby face in peril. That's a big thing. All right. You broke your ankle and leg. I'm sorry. Okay, I sent you that that link. Um, there, 
if anybody else is, is interested, it's Superhero uh, Theorist on Twitch. And they've got a whole bunch scheduled out um, over the next month of re of replays of that. Um, I took it out. Of that, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, they either start at 4 in the afternoon or they start at 7, so... But yeah, definitely, definitely a fun watch because if anybody's into it, especially if you're, you know, if you're into Clone Wars and then how that, like I said, how the last three, three episodes of the Clone Wars, uh, ended up happening at about the same time that it shows you how it does it. Oh man. Ooh. Talk about a rough bidet. Oof. Get a good cleanse. It's just a nap, Get a nap, yeah. Ouch. The hair's going to come back into place. There you go. My cloud. This is where you do the pre-over Ramirez right now. Ramirez is actually James Bond. I'm blown. This is back during a day where basically, like, oh, I found the villain, I beat him up, and it's done. There's no buildup. Like you just, you literally saw Doctor Nail for like what, fifteen minutes, maybe ten. Well, you're introduced. I mean, you're you're introduced to him. You, you notice plot, you like you've seen the build up, like, oh, it's him, he's the guy behind the scenes. Now he's gonna get beaten real quick and end the film. Like nowadays we have to build up like, villains like back then were like more throwaways, like, oh, you know who's gonna win, it's gonna be the good guys. But nowadays we have to like a reason like, oh the villains like oh, this is your build up, this is your story. Like, oh okay. Well that's the reason we have those stories nowadays is because they were so simplistic back then that now the, the you know the, the the taste and the and the palette of the movie going audience is now a little different. And we, we see that, you know, change throughout history. Even the Bond villains, you know, change. They evolve, yeah. There's there's, there's even talk of the new Bond villain possibly being an old Bond villain? Yeah. Actually, they're thinking. There, there's hints of it being Dr. No. Well, I wouldn't mind it. Because, it's I mean, a- th- through all of this, I mean, this is a this is kind of a uh, the, the, the seeding of Spectre right now, you know, because it's going to be Spectre supposed to be something that, that he is influenced or gets, you know, have to has to go against throughout his whole career. Well, the way they've done the Craig films, it's like Spectre has always been out there. I like that they look like really focused down more on Spectre with the Craig films than because because beforehand it was like you said they were always out there. They always it was always it was basically Hydra. I mean, it was before it was Hydra before really there was a Hydra that, you know, there's this one this one entity out there. It's always trying to do bad. And if you chop one head off, three more grow, you know, that whole concept. And that's, you know, that's what they had here. So. You know, we're close to the end of the film, basically. So who is your favorite Bond villain of all time? 
I mean, for you, it's going to be a hard choice. You have a lot of films and books and all that stuff. But for me, I just judge it on the films and I know what it is right away. Yes, that's tough because each one has something different about them that the, the like there's a purpose behind it. Um, like you can't go wrong with anyone and I wouldn't hate it. But I, for me, it's just one guy, one particular scene, well, actually two. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, that one's a tough one. That's a hard one to, to narrow down without, you know, actually having to really think about it. Because, I mean, you have the one where, oh, was it Sean Bean? He played one, one of the Bond villains. And it was his his reason was because he was part of M- MI6. And he wanted revenge for, for something that happened there. You mean um, Matt Dark himself? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Walken's character was great. But I think Walken's character was great. Not because of the villain, it's like the that, but I think because it was Walken and his portrayal of the character was so like that. That one scene where they're on top of the you know on top of the Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. and he's like that psychotic look in his eyes. Uh, you know, yeah, that's that's a it is a tough one. Those are all good. Yeah, even um, and, and even it, even it, what's the one? Uh, um, not Octopussy. Um, let me see if you're gonna say with, it. With uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. I, oh. I always get them confused. But with Pussy Galore, that villain. Um, he was good, also. Yes, I know you're. Yep. But yeah, no, like I said, yeah, I, took, I think to me only one stands out. Danger level. <laughs> what's that? Which one's that? Oh, no, <laughs> no, dude, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem, to me, is the best Bond villain. That speech he gave when he walks into the room and he's very androgynous and stuff. He's like, I know, James, how are you doing? And it's just like, he beats, he's all, he's like an ex-MI6 agent. I think he's very similar to like Sean Bean's character as a 006, but they never say it. To me, I love him the best, especially the story he told about like the rat. Like, you know, there's this story about the, my grandmother told me a story about the rat and the rat like stole this one Snickers bar. It's a, it's a, look it up online. Like the Javier's that Bardan speech. Yeah. He's my favorite. He stands out. Because if you, if you saw No Country for Old Men, you see Javier Bardan there and here, like, goddamn. All I think about now is Austin Powers. God damn it, Mike. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Not look at this movie the same way. And every time I look at it, I all I all I have is all I have is him pulling up the suit, putting it back down, yeah. pulling up the suit. <laughs> Austin Powers ruined everything. I improved it. Who I am looking forward to, and this is the one. It's it's for the No Time to Die, but uh, uh, Rami Malek. I really want to see because he he's the Bond villain. Then this next one, the one that that's been like being kicked around for so long. I want to see how he does. I hope he knocks out of the park. I mean, well, you think of how he did on Freddie Mercury. Um, he was such a douchebag in the Pacific, the, the HBO the HBO uh, series. I never, I never saw. Um, I was it the, uh, the the series that he did with uh, Slater on USA. He did like a he was like a computer hacker or some shit like that. Oh, uh, Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. I never seen yeah. him. Robot. Yeah, he did. He did. I, I caught a few episodes of Mr. Robot. He, I thought he did a great thing there. But Sydney told me she, that he was good at series. I think she did. She watched Mrs. Mr. Robot, not Mrs. Mr. Robot. But it's just like everything he's ever touched, he's always elevated it. Uh, and like I said, you know, like the Pacific, he was such a douchebag in that one. 
Uh, but uh, you know, it's you see them in the other movies. I mean, even the silly ones like Night at the Museum, the, those series. You know, I think. Oh, where he was the the Pharaoh Prince or some shit. Yeah, I think he wasn't even. He was in Battlefield or Battleship, too. You watched that movie? Battleship? Yeah, I got to man. It's fun. It's a popcorn movie. But yeah, no, like what he did on Mr. Robot and Bohemian Rhapsody, I I think you I you know what can't wait now, to see him do that. You know what now you're saying that. I think Rami Malek is Doctor New. That's what they're saying. They're, they're, you know what? I just I look at the ending right now. This film, the suit, like in, if you watch the trailers, he's wearing like this this kind of like almost opera of the mask or Phantom of the Opera kind of mask. He's pulling his face up, or maybe it's Doctor New's son. I don't know. Like, well, that, that's what yeah, that's what I read that there was there was there was hint that he possibly like could be Doctor. He's no. the one of them they haven't brought back. It fits. And of course, James survives. Man, everybody's running out. What the hell? But yeah, if you've seen that, like any of the, the, the clips from, from that, it just the, the scenes he, that he's in, it just, it, he just adds this creepiness to it. It's great. Wow, douche. Why are you tripping people? What the hell, dude? That was that was fucked up. They're trying. They're trying to get out. Come on now, James. What do you? Well, hey now. What 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 is everybody doing? There's a hot girl chained up. Um, oh, James, that guy was just trying to run out. Can you punch him in the face. All right, this is James. Where's the shark with the freaking laser beams? <laughs> I need a shark with laser beams. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Everyone's just dumping in the water, dude. So these guys are all world-class swimmers, I guess? Scribbia, man. It's nice warm water. It's not that, they probably don't have to go that far. I think you just got to wait for a boat to come by. Yeah, but everyone's like just diving in like... Oh, look, there's a boat. Oh, look. Oh, oh, never mind. Somebody's kicking them out. See, that James Bond is, is stopping them guys? from saving. Save yep. them. They wanted to get Horrible off man. the... Dude, that's messed up. They weren't bad guys. He, they were just trying to leave the island. Like, they're going to drown and die. There we go. See? You kill those guys, James. Well, they're not going to drown and die. They're on a fucking island. They just swim to the shore. And... But what if they can't swim? Oh, I don't think that's... Kind of hazard, hazard you take it, taking a job, you know, being on an island. Oh, so you blame them then? Yeah. Sa- same way, I, same way, but I, you know, I, I make the call on, uh, you know, the Death Star, you know, the, the whole thing they talked about in the clerks. Going to take a job, you got to make sure you you understand that, it, you know, you, you and agree with what they're doing there. You know, while we're waiting. Don't wait that long. There's a there's an island right over there. Oh, you could, you could paddle. Ford, he's back around. Hey, Jack. Uh, 
You better give us a tail. Thanks, dickhead. Meanwhile, we'll stay in the back here. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Of course. Yep. The trope that keeps going forward to every Bond film. Well, not every, but the end. Yes. Hello. Jamaica and Pinewood Studios in London, England. Ursula Andreas. So there it is, guys. That is film number one of the James Bond month in Dr. No. And for me speaking for myself, I haven't seen this movie in like 20 years. (laughs) Maybe more. I'll watch it at least once a year. It's actually, yeah, it's been a while. I caught a lot of things in this film that, I, like, I knew about the awesome powers to connect. But it's heavily implied in this one, like heavily, heavily, heavily. Like, all I kept thinking was that that last scene. It's like, oh my god, that reminds me of awesome powers. Like, wait a minute, this is where it came from. Like, oh, shit. Ugh. Mike, final thoughts. I mean, it's the birth of James Bond in the cinematic world. So, I mean, it's it's great. It it only got better. They had to like really you know refine some things, introduce a better cue, give M a personality, um, and of course, you know, just improve on the villains. Like I said, I'm interested. I I want to now after I looked at the list, I I think I'm going to try just on the like on the side just for fun. I'm going to watch them in book order. And just see if it flows a little bit differently. I, I was actually I want to do the same thing now. I was like, you know what? Let me go in book order instead of movie order. I want to see how it goes. Like you know, James Bond's always like, oh, okay, he's gonna be this and that. I'm like, oh, okay. We're yeah, because yeah, I mean, if you start off with the book that or the movie that they talk about, and like in the order and things like that, you know, like Moonraker and and, and Live and Let Die are all before. This. Live and let die. So Damn. I'm kind of interested. I mean, I'm sure that they made you know creative decisions to you know to change it up to where maybe you're not getting those those little that 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 kind of like that breadcrumb trail mm. um but yeah i'd be interested just to kind of watch in a different order very similar to i, I know you and i've talked about this and you know in our generation most folks in our generation talk about which order should you watch star wars in you and know and some, somebody brought it to my attention you know like with us we're always like no you watch the you know the original three then do the prequels and then do the sequels because that, that tells the story of Vader. Vader, yep. But when you watch it the, in order of the movies, one, two, three, four, you actually see the story of the Emperor. Yeah. And that makes it more interesting because somebody made that you know point to me. They're like, yeah, if somebody watches it in the, like if nobody's ever seen them and they start at one, they start at, at you know, um, you know, Phantom Menace. They don't know who Palpatine is. They don't, they don't, they're not aware of what that man becomes. We have already seeing the first three know who he is. We already know. We're already expecting 
you know, him to turn and we're just waiting for it. But you as a fr- first time viewer watching it, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know no. he's evil, you know, until like later you would get like hints, you know, just like any great, you know, villain. It's a buildup. That's what yeah. it is. Like those first three, like you just said, is like the Emperor buildup, and then actually the last three or the the OG series is Vader. And then after that, I don't know what the fuck that was, but that's that's for another time, another time. Another time. No, we've already had that time, so don't worry about it. Oh Lord, I'll go back in our arch- archives and you'll you'll see us have that time. We're missing a movie, by the way, in the archives so. that we haven't done yet. We're missing a couple of movies in our archives that we have done and haven't done. Whatever. Anyway, check us out, guys, on Facebook at the Here's a Silent Page and Pastacast or uh, the Instagram. Wait, 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 you want to try that one more time? Did you say Pastacast? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at the Here's a Silent underscore podcast, Instagram at the Here's a Silent Mike. All right. Uh, make sure you guys do check us out. We got we do have our podcast uh, for uh, Low Blows Chair Shots, which is a wrestling podcast. We also have our regular Heroes of Silent podcast, which is slowly coming back. Uh, and then two new ones are in the mix of uh, getting ready to be started. So something to look forward to if you're a, uh, a GOT fan and maybe a, any readers are out there uh, in the fantasy sci-fi world. You might want to check out some of those. So see you guys later. Get to the asylum. Bye. Thank you.